Hello and welcome to Ukrainian Field Notes with Gianmarco De Re for Resonance FM. Ukrainian Field Notes is also a series of interviews with Ukrainian artists for the experimental music website A Closer Listen. Before we introduce our guest, I'm going to play a track by Hidden Element in collaboration with the French artist Denebre. The track is called uh, Sensitive Content and it was developed with the support of uh, Music Export Ukraine in the framework of the Music Air project and funded by the European Union. So that was um, Sensitive Content by Hidden Element and uh, Tenebre. And now it's a great pleasure for me to introduce our guest, Mina Eba. And um, if you could please start by introducing yourself in your own words. Uh, thank you for invitation. Uh, I also do it with uh, pleasure. I am Nina Eba, DJ from Ukraine. My life is related to music and right now I have three directions of my activity. First of all, I'm DJ. Also, I'm music maker, composer, some producer. And uh, also, last nine months, I can say that I'm podcaster. And uh, I will introduce briefly uh, all these uh, directions. As DJ, I play experimental bass broken beat music uh, and uh, everything that i play uh, most of all tracks are from 
East Asian producer, so um, it sounds unique and sometimes really crazy and interesting. And also, sometimes I play uh, more eclectic music in eclectic style, mixing jazz, hip hop, soul, and uh, breaker and something else. So I play a huge spectrum of music as sound producer uh, I make a kind of mix of experimental and soul music and finger also and uh, I'm podcaster and last nine months I work under my project A Raid Sovereign. It is podcast featuring Ukrainian underground experimental music and uh, in every episode musicians also share their own stories about war, how they met it and how they feel, etc. So yes, I'm Nineba. <laughs> we'll be um, speaking about your podcast Air Rate Siren in a minute, but first a bit about your whereabouts. I understand you lived in Kiev, but uh, left after the full-scale invasion for Kremenchuk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my hometown. I left uh, Kyiv on the first day uh, of war uh, with my aunt. Uh, we go to Kremenchuk and there I spent 40 days. In the beginning it was uh, a little bit uh, calm and looked like there is no war at all. But then we had uh, sirens every night and spent uh, nights in basement. So when uh, the first rocket came uh, to my hometown, I told my parents, uh, it's enough for me. I feel I have to leave because uh, for me, I have two basic uh, things that scared me the most. It's uh, death and mental death uh, if I uh, became mad or have depression so uh, my uh, main goal to leave uh, country was to save my mental health I realized that I will be able to work and do much more uh, if I will feel myself uh, safer so now you've um, left the country but it took a while for you to get to your current destination could you um, tell us a little bit about the logistics and what happened along the way? It was a hard decision to leave, but uh, first I spent 40, 14 hours uh, in the train on the way to Lviv. I stayed there for a few nights at my friend's uh, place, even visited uh, uh, their repetition because uh, they lived in uh, Lviv and uh, they made a uh, music collective and uh, I visited their repetition. Do you mean rehearsals? Uh-huh. It was uh, my first uh, experiencing of uh, listening to live, uh, live music since the war started and uh, I would just sit and cry. <laughs> After that uh, I had ticket to Przemysl, its city uh, uh, in Poland near to Boris and uh, I lost my train because uh, I forgot uh, my package with all documents <laughs> so after that I had to I found uh, in chats a guy who was ready to ride uh, on car with me to Bora and uh, we moved to Bora and uh, I, ha I spent I think it was five or six hours on the Bora 
maybe more i don't remember honestly right now and uh, after i entered poland and i saw all these uh, tents with uh, thousands of people that are helping they just go to you and give you like do you want to do you want something do you want to eat do you want to drink water do you need something a lot of help and uh, at that moment i realized uh, that this mashtab of uh, this grief is huge it's so huge it was very impressive and uh, then i go to on a train to warsaw i stayed there uh, on apartment of friend of friend of friend <laughs> Uh, he gave me his own room and slept on uh, uh, his child's uh, room and uh, I spent there one week I was just sleeping and eating sleeping and eating I, I realized right now that I uh, had ho uh, phobia to uh, to piss on the bed <laughs> while sleeping because <laughs> I was just uh, fall asleep so strong that I thought that I cannot control my body. I was so tired and so stressed. Uh, and after Poland, I go on a train to Berlin. Uh, and the uh, decision to go to Berlin was because uh, I have a lot of Ukrainian friends uh, that go there. Uh, and I thought that maybe for me it will be more comfortable to be with uh, people I know because uh, there is also a lot of um, cultural life uh, happening and uh, right now they are uh, very they gathered and started to make a lot of uh, content uh, to support Ukraine I also wanted to be a part of this and I was very lucky because uh, I found a volunteer a girl that was ready to give me her apartment for one month and uh, I stayed there but uh, I had really really hard acclimatization and uh, first month I was just uh, ill with uh, bronchitis then I had something with my stomach and spent three days in hospital uh, so uh, it was uh, not easy and uh, most of all time I stayed at home and uh, even don't want uh, don't want it to see with my people <laughs> like I I was energyless Блять, ну на самом деле у меня сейчас вообще не такое настроение, то что, ну я и бы, это хуйня, у нас, знаешь, звучит, как очередный, блять, петушиный рэпчик про шмаль, блять. Ну я вообще, бабусь, бабусь, толыпальку, я даю конопальку, бабусь, вахуй, мне показывают по телеку, я наливаю литр, надеваю свитер, хорошо, да богато, что не знаю, куда дети, я закинув 40 тысяч рыбы на потребу су, что я там пиздишь, пиво, не на тебе су, маю величезную палку, я на нашей тени, еду на рыбалку, и лови там на спиннинг, и лови там рабину, и лови там сама, эй, доподно, что жена, что додома, что сама, Ай-яй, ебало 
And now we're back with uh, Nina Eber after a short musical interlude, courtesy of um, Jockey Drews with uh, Boystule Perku. So what happened um, after Berlin, Nina? Then I moved to Angemünde, one hour on train from Berlin. Uh, I found also fled through volunteer organization and uh, stayed there. And uh, I don't know, just a lot of bad things happened with me in uh, Germany. And the last drop was uh, when uh, someone tried to stole my money through internet uh, to stole my money, <laughs> my last money from my uh, account. And uh, I was so stressed uh, and... Uh, I realized, oh, maybe I have to leave this place because it's just maybe not for me. And I felt very bad and stressed. And um, uh, so uh, I made decisions that I have to leave. And I go to Paris. Uh, and the main reason to go to Paris was because uh, I had uh, one really good friend here. He's all uh, French. And uh, I thought that maybe for me it will be better. Because uh, uh, I came to, uh, to Europe without any friends. I had, uh, he's all the only one person that I knew uh, in Europe at all. Like I had no any local friends in uh, Germany. And uh, when you have no friends, uh, local friends, it's hard. It's really hard to assimilate and uh, to enter society. So I came to Paris and uh, stayed for uh, 10 days uh, at his uh, house with his parents and uh, with his family. They are very nice and um, it was mm, really calming and uh, I started to feel myself really better and uh, good things started to happen with me <laughs> so uh, it was like magic. And uh, uh, after that, um, I spent one month <laughs> in Saint Cloud. It's uh, a Parisian suburb, but like people uh, uh, think that everything is uh, near Paris is Paris. So, and after that, organization artists at risk uh, that I had uh, contacted with them uh, for two months, uh, they proposed me residency and uh, told me like you can go and. Uh, to meet these people and check if it fits you, if you fit them. And I started to live in residency uh, near Eiffel Tower, it's 16 district, the most uh, uh, rich district in Paris. I was shocked because uh, at the beginning it was just, oh, they give me just a place uh, where I can live. But after that, they told that it's a residency uh, supported uh, by UNESCO. And I was like, Oh my god, I'm maybe I'm first DJ in the world in history that was supported by UNESCO. Oh my god. Oh wow. But this residency is over just a week ago. So right now I'm in apartment for one month. But uh, after that uh, I have no place where I will live. <laughs> so I don't know what will be next and I'm, <laughs> I'm a little bit stressed about it. But I hope uh, I will find something. So yeah, it was my logistic from Ukraine to uh, Paris.
That was um, Time Traveller from Kuloa from his latest EP out on uh, Bonofipi Records. We're back with our guest, DJ, sound producer and podcaster Nina Eber. And now I wanted to ask you about your um, podcast, um, Air Raid Siren. For those who don't know it, it's a monthly podcast in English with interviews and music from uh, Ukrainian artists. How, um, how did it come about? Before war started, I was going to start my own show on uh, Hong Kong Community Radio. And first uh, episode uh, should be aired uh, on 23rd uh, March. So um, it was already in the works. Yeah, but war started and uh, I realized that it's not time uh, for my show. I was going to feature in it Asian music that I like just to send them uh, DJ sets. But war started and the, just on the third day of war I wrote on their emails and told hello, there is war in my country. I feel that we need uh, to speak out and uh, I want to spread information, true information about it. Can you give me this platform? In the beginning they don't answer me, they just uh, missed my uh, mail I think, but they wrote me three days before uh, my first uh, air should be and they wrote me maybe you uh, we understand there is a hard situation maybe you want to postpone it i said no no postpone i will just change conception and will send you a new episode uh, and uh, i wrote to my friends uh, that i want to record the, such podcast uh, can you can you share with me some track and your experience and um, they could uh, write me just uh, in text uh, and uh, then i recorded just with my voice or some of them sent me uh, in English voice messages and I put it in podcast and the first episode uh, I made in when I was in Ukraine and some of parts was recorded really in shelter because every time when I repack all my stuff, uh, turn on my laptop, turn on my audio interface, also I found their microphone for karaoke and uh, put sock on it and uh, every time when I was going to start record, every siren started and I had to pack it and go with my family to shelter and uh, yes, uh, sometimes uh, I had to record it in shelter. And this is how the first episode was uh, born and uh, after that I realized that I needed to get more audience and uh, I asked uh, Gavin uh, from HKCR if he can share with me contacts of other radios that uh, can be interested in broadcasting podcast and if he don't mind uh, that uh, it will be broadcasted on another platforms and uh, Yes, I'm really proud of it that right now it's broadcasted on eight uh, radio platforms in uh, Berlin, in London, Brixton, uh, Warsaw, Hong Kong, Ukraine, on Gasoline also. You normally feature 10-12 artists per episode, so all in all, how many musicians have you featured so far? Uh, right now I think uh, I had uh, almost 80 90 uh, people interviewed uh, in my podcast but it's not kind of 
long interviews, I, I just uh, tell them, you can tell what you want. You can tell about your experience or how you feel or what you do right now or even to speak out to uh, Western society. For example, uh, one of artists um, just uh, told to society why you are still buying uh, Russian gas and he wrote track uh, Cheap Blood, cheap, cheap Gas. So yes, it's kind of platform for a musician to share his story.
That was um, Cheap Blood, Cheap Gas by Ivan Scorina. So um, we were talking about your podcast, Air Rate Siren. Each episode has a um, different theme with artists often grouped uh, geographically. Sometimes uh, I do thematic episodes like uh, last episode Odessa or Donbass or Mariupol. But uh, sometimes I just have no much time to make this uh, research. So sometimes I just uh, draw up an episode with a mix of artists from different uh, places. But uh, these uh, thematic episodes, uh, I know that uh, they are more interesting. And uh, for me, it's important to discover music not only from center, from Kyiv, but also from another Uh, parts of Ukraine to look for the most unknown uh, sound producers that just have three sound, uh, SoundCloud sub- subscribers and uh, just wrote music for themselves and uh, they don't uh, think about uh, being famous and all this stuff. It's real. It's real underground, you know. I understand this is a um, labor of love and that you're not getting funding for it. Yes, I do it for free and uh, I was looking for funding. I applied for a few funding programs uh, that are uh, close to uh, archiving uh, and uh, another stuff. But unfortunately, they uh, told me that uh, they have no place for me and a lot of people are applying for these grant programs. So how can listeners support the Air Raid Siren podcast? So I also left uh, information on my website uh, site how you can support project. Uh, you can share it, you can broadcast it if you are a radio, you can um, write about it on your media, but also you can donate. But uh, right now I have zero donations. And uh, for me it's not really comfortable to ask for donations uh, from Ukrainians, because uh, uh, we have uh, another important things to donate for. We need to donate for armed forces and people prefer to donate for it. And uh, me too, I prefer to donate for armed forces. It's priority. What kind of um, stories have you collected so far? And uh, are there any that you found particularly poignant? A lot of stories actually are very typical and uh, people tell about how how it started in their life. It started with explosions and they were shocked and uh, they had to run and... uh, to leave their places. A lot of uh, them uh, told that they couldn't listen to music, couldn't write music, but then come back to it. Uh, a lot of people tell us that they started to volunteer, but some of the stories are very, very crazy and really hard to listen. For example, stories from Mariupol. One artist, Unfeeling, He sent me a long, long story about his experience uh, in Mariupol, how they lived in basement, how they had to eat doves because uh, they had no food, how they spent uh, nights and days uh, in basement with another family, with a lot of people, and then a rocket fall near their house and their basement was destroyed and his uh, uh, mother, I, I remember this uh, phrase, his mother's jacket that was absolutely white, 
uh, was covered by blood and his uh, grandma was uh, injured and uh, cannot walk anymore they if uh, they even couldn't left mariupol and uh, go to ukraine there was no way to do it so right now as i know right now he is uh, in russia and a lot of people had to go to russia even if they wanted to go to ukraine
There was an unfeeling with a new reality from his latest album Say Goodbye to the Past and Start Over. We're back with uh, Nina Eber talking about stories um, she featured from Ukrainian musicians on her podcast Air Raid Siren. Another story that also uh, hurt me so much, uh, one artist from Kyiv, Accent 13, told about his uh, co-worker from his job, uh, his work. He was a typical IT guy and uh, when war started he go to armed forces and he died there and on funeral his mom told that it was second time he faced with war because when he was uh, small uh, they had to leave Abkhazia when uh, Russia uh, started aggression uh, against uh, Georgia so he had to run from Russians and die from them it's like repeating story and he even had no uh, Ukrainian passport so some of stories are really hurtful
there was an accent 13 accent uh, with a double x instead of double c with the track bleached mint and we're back with uh, nina eba how has your experience of war changed over time right now war for me is not just um, something that is happening on front line or something global but also it's a lot of small tragedies on individual way for example uh, i met girl uh, right now she lives in barcelona and she told me story about her parrot because when war started she had to leave kharkiv she's from kharkiv and she had parrot and uh, her family gave it to uh, their friends and she wanted to take it back but uh, this ha- family that uh, host let's call it host this parrot uh, they have child and when this child uh, heard that uh, uh, owner wants to take it back uh, child started to cry and uh, you know it's about a lot of people are divorced and uh, a lot of families are broken because uh, women left countries and uh, it's tragedy for uh, sorry when you um, say divorced uh, do you mean separated yeah 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 separated but also divorced actually a lot of people divorced uh, my friend uh, uh, he had a wife for long long years and they were really uh, love each other but uh, they uh, separate they uh, broke up when war started cuz they just cannot go through it so what i wanted to say that uh, like my podcast uh, this war has two sides one is uh, this horrible stories and this horrible experience but at the same time we have hope that we will finally be free from russian occupation in culture especially let's talk a bit about your own music now one of the things uh, many musicians have um, told me is that when they fled the full-scale invasion and the shelling they had to leave behind most of their music gear and to find new ways of uh, making music has um, something similar happened to you or when you left um, Kiev and Ukraine? Uh, I packed only one uh, backpack uh, in which I put some uh, warm clothes because it was winter. I take only laptop and uh, audio card. Uh, that's all. All other stuff, uh, when I was in Berlin, I was scared that some people can... Because uh, I had a lot of music gear and... Uh, I was afraid that someone can rob my apartment. So uh, before I left country, when I was in Lviv, uh, I made duplicate of my keys and sent uh, it by post uh, to uh, my friend. And he go to my apartment and take my speakers, my synthesizers, my microphones, all my stuff to his studio. And then in a month, uh, I think, I asked him to uh, send me some stuff uh, from Kyiv to uh, Berlin. Uh, so right now I have uh, my uh, own microphone. I bought, uh, bought it here and uh, I have a few... Uh, I had a Korg MS-20, uh, but uh, I sold it because uh, it's too big, you know, it's... A big synthesizer 
and it's not really comfortable to travel with it. But I have a um, Korg monologue or minilog, I don't remember, and small controller. And also I have uh, right now my uh, uh, DJ controller, Pioneer uh, DDJ uh, 400. Uh, so right now I have some stuff um, to make music, but my laptop honestly is very old and uh, uh, I have limit limit of uh, uh, plugins uh, that I can use uh, in uh, my music uh, till my uh, processor will say, oh I cannot <laughs> I cannot uh, uh, hold it. <laughs> So, uh, yes, usually I work with samples. Uh, maybe because I worked uh, as music editor for long years and there I also worked more with audio files. So right now, yes, I work more with samples. Uh, it's more... Um, uh, it's less stressing for my laptop. <laughs> and we're now going to hear a track from Nina uh, that she's um, going to introduce herself. I want to share with you my own track. It's something fresh. It is demo, and uh, I don't write a lot of music right now. It's something exclusive because uh, it was just spontaneous feeling of inspiration, and I just caught it. And in three hours, I had this demo, and it sounds good. But of course, when I will publish it, it will sound absolutely different. But uh, still with that feeling that I wanted to express in it. It's a feeling when you have to leave people that are important for you. And uh, the only feeling that you have that is left is this barely noticeable warm from touches, warm from your memories. I called this track Sonsa, that means in English sun. Enjoy!
That was the um, demo Sonse by uh, Nina Eber. One last question. What are the um, common misconceptions by Westerners that you find most annoying? Mm, first of all, I think uh, the most disappointing for me is uh, that people don't understand that we are different, really. They still think in this um, post-colonial conception where Russia is big country and uh, we are brothers and that means that we can be together and for example uh, especially in France I see it that um, some organizations propose uh, platforms and uh, make some events where they are gathering Ukrainians and Russians and also we even have uh, official position of our ministry of culture that we cannot have any cultural dialogue with Russians while we have no dialogue uh, in uh, diplomacy. Also, when you are making exhibition with Ukrainians and Russians in one space, you show they can be together, so they can ne negotiate and they have to include wishes of both parts, uh, uh, both sides. But it's not true. We cannot... Uh, negotiate with Russia on their conditions and we cannot be together and we don't want to be with them in one space. Yes, for some uh, Ukrainians uh, uh, they still continue to do it but also I understood that it's just because um, we were uh, colonized and it's, uh, they still uh, are colonized in their brains by Russia. A lot of people don't understand this separation. I'm afraid that's all we had time for. You've been listening to Ukrainian Field Notes with Gianmarco Del Re for Resonance FM. You can support Nina Zeba's podcast Air Rate Siren on her own website airratesiren.live and you can read more interviews with Ukrainian artists on the experimental music website aclosterlisten.com. I'm going to leave you with the last track selected by Nina Eber, who's going to introduce it for us. Thank you very much. I thought a lot what tracks I can share with you and finally I chose one. I really love it. It's not experimental and electronic music. It's not modern. It's something old. It is Cossack's Marsh kind of um, orchestral music. But it's really inspiring and sometimes I listen to it. 
Right now I work under edit of this uh, composition. It will be something between footwork and jungle and a little bit uh, Jersey Club. I'm chopping this track on uh, samples and I think it will sound really uh, cool and uh, great and modern. But right now I propose you to listen to this origin. <laughs> 